Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name's Chuck. With me, as always, Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I want to do this show anonymously, so I'm not going to give him my last name. That's a good idea. Yeah. You really Just shouldn't. today. We should probably... Um, you know, I was thinking we really should have ran for president, vice president this year for the Libertarian Party. You think so? Uh, yeah, I think that would have been the best marketing technique, <laughs> honestly. And we could have got a lot you more know, followers. One way. of us run for president, the other one run for vice president, yeah. get a lot more followers. Well, and who's going to run for vice president? I uh, will just have to draw, we'll just have to flip a coin. Maybe that's the Nothing wrong way with silver name. to do it. We'll see. Nothing wrong. <laughs> the problem is, what if you actually get the nomination? <laughs> God, that would suck. I, yeah, that part would really and suck. And then what? Let's make sure we don't put this part on the internet. This is just for the Fed Haters Club. Okay. You know, just make it a little bit tougher. I guess we are going to put this out on the podcast, though. Yeah. Um, I saw Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown Pod, is running for VP. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't I don't remember how the Libertarian Party does it. I guess, do you run that you run separately? You can run specifically for president it's or vice like president? It's like how it used to be. And so whoever gets second place in votes is the vice president. Well, I've, I mean, Clint has specifically said he's running for vice president. Oh, like a specific thing. That's what I saw. Anyway, um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So clearly we're not going to do it. Uh, we'll try and study the rules before the next uh, presidential election and then we'll do it then. Is and, Clint not a member? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, Neither maybe is Nate. Maybe he's talking about me. I am. Could be talking about me. I'm not a member. You are a member. So anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about Let's life, liberty, and the pursuit. Yeah, we'll get, that'll have time. We got to build a website, stuff like that, you know, using Wix. It could take yeah. forever. So we'll if you just, become um, the nominee, I mean, you could get maybe get on Rogan's podcast or something. Sure. Yeah, that's the fast track right there. Yeah. We got a four year plan. <laughs> okay. That's how we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Speaking of elections, actually coming up after this first story, interesting story that uh, just came out this morning. So I wanted to throw some wild theories out there, if you don't mind, for a Monday. Yeah, I like theories. I love wild speculating ones. wildly about stuff. Mm -hmm. So the uh, house, That's what this whole show has become about, I know. by the way. It's so much more fun. We no longer seek the truth. Mm -hmm. We seek... We create the truth. We speak... <laughs> we just talk about how we feel. We speak the truth show. into existence. Yeah. I just want to talk about how I feel, because that's my truth. The House... <laughs> January 6th committee deleted more than 100 encrypted files days before the GOP took the majority. Uh, saying sources here, apparently Fox News has the exclusive here because it starts with exclusive. Mm. Like on Twitter when it says breaking, yeah. it's not actually breaking, you know. Uh, the I feel like they're lying to us. Yeah, good. They yeah. are. What okay. are they hiding from us, you I think? Don't know. The Fed's direction? Is that what happened? I don't know. The former House Select Committee on January 6th deleted more than 100 encrypted files from its probe just days before Republicans took over the majority in the House of Representatives. Fox News Digital has learned. House Fox News Digital? Yeah, that's not even They're Fox experts News. on this stuff. Not even Fox News Analog. This is the digital section. <laughs> yeah. it's, they move faster and more efficiently. The House Administration Committee's Oversight Subcommittee, say that five times fast, is leading an investigation into Jan 6th led by Chairman Barry Loudermilk, who is a Republican from Georgia. The panel is investigating the security That's how failures. I like my milk, by the way. Louder? Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Louder do, the better. I do too. I agree with that. The panel is investigating the security failures on that day, as well as the actions of the former select committee 
investigating the Capitol riot. Sources familiar with Loudermilk's investigation told Fox News per house, that per House rules, the former select committee, which was chaired by Benny Thompson, was required to turn over all documents from its investigation to the new GOP-led panel after Republicans secured the majority of the House of Representatives following the 2022 midterm. Uh, but sources told Fox News that Thompson had told Loudermilk that the select committee would turn over four terabytes of archived data, but the new committee only received approximately two terabytes of data. Hmm. It's a lot of data. I don't I know that. I don't know that guy, by the way. No, I don't. Yeah, I, don't. So. I didn't watch the Jan Six stuff. Uh, let's see. Fox has learned that Loudermilk's committee hired a digital forensics team to scrape hard drives to determine what information they were not given. The team, according to sources familiar, determined that 117 files were both deleted and encrypted. Sources said those files were deleted on Jan 1, 2023, just days before Thompson's team was required to transfer the data to the new committee. Uh, Fox News learned the forensics team recovered all 117 deleted and encrypted files, and now Loudermilk is demanding answers and passwords to access the data. See, they've got passwords on mm -hmm. there. And that, I assume they tried password one, exclamation point. Yeah. Password two, exclamation point, stuff P like that. at symbol, dollar, dollar sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, W-0-R-D. Running through all those different things. Then yeah. you want to go through like the pet names of all the people that yeah. are there mm -hmm. and uh, stuff like that. They'll get it eventually. The, I don't know if they just tried all zeros or maybe leaving it blank. Yeah. That could be a way to do it too. This mm -hmm. is the government we're talking about here. Uh, let's see, uh, Loudermilk sent a letter to Thompson and said, as you acknowledge in your Jan 7 letter, the select committee... That's July 7 letter. July 7, thank you, letter, the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol did not archive all committee records as required. You wrote that you sent specific transcribed interviews and depositions to the White House and Department of Homeland Security, but did not archive them with the clerk of the House. Uh, said that they... Said they turned over four terabytes, but actually less than three terabytes of data. And he's asking for the passwords. And they have, I believe, until January, I think it said 24th, later in the article, to turn over the password so they can see what's on these files. Charlie, what's on the files? Um, probably more shenanigans. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how else to say it, butt stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. D-picks. Maybe. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Epstein's flight logs, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Below the pants selfie. Where specifically they are going to be turning the frogs gay could be on there. Mm-hmm. Potentially. The uh, the fake moon landing. Mm, okay. Who shot JFK? That could be in these that files. That could be in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more than likely, I, why, would they, why would they delete 117 files and, encrypt and password encrypt them? I think the answer would be that there were things said in depositions that they did not want to be part of their Jan 6 TV spectacle that they put on uh, when they were hosting that whole thing. Probably people saying like, uh, yeah, we just let them in. Pretty much everything was fine. You know, they're yeah, I don't think it was an stuff. insurrection. Yeah. Or saying like, oh, I was there, but I was an informant for the FBI. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Right. You know, uh, that's my assumption. You know, Ray Epps saying, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, they paid me a bunch of money to go tell people to go in the building. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll Why see else actually... do you delete things? Maybe they were just, maybe they were duplicates. And mm. and so they just deleted them because they realized they had mismanaged their files. And then they put passwords on them 
because they were embarrassed about them being duplicated. <laughs> probably. Yeah. That's that's yep. the uh, surest explanation that I can come up with. That's why I don't right there. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll see what they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, in other news, do you think they'll be able to get the passwords? They they sent it in a letter that they have to give them the passwords. So mm. I I don't know what yeah. else they're going to do. I mean, I guess you could actually get in trouble. Is you that like they obstruction or something? They don't have a sign on the door that says like you must leave passwords. That's true. When turning over mm. or like. Uh, encrypted files prohibited on the door. Right. So they a, can't, with they can't extra, do that. that kind of thing. Yeah. Was this a strongly like written letter? Like, I'm not sure how strongly worded, worded? The letter was. I don't know. Hmm. Depends on them. Uh, it depends on how strongly the words were in there. We'll see. Louder milk won't show us the letter. Do you think he typed it in all caps? It probably did. So they knew that he was yelling at them so and it was serious. very important. Okay, mm-hmm. good. That's what I would hope from my congressman anyway. All right. On the other on the other side of things, Meatball Ron has ended his 2024 presidential campaign. Uh, Ron DeSanctimonious dropped out before the New Hampshire primary, which is tomorrow, because he didn't want to get five or six percent. Uh, and also, he endorsed Trump. Kind of. Uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he said that he would that he took a vow or oath or whatever to, to support the to Republican support the nominee, nominee. Mm-hmm. but he didn't say it was Trump yet. No. I think essentially he endorses Trump. You see, now I actually hadn't listened to anything that he said. I assumed that he just endorsed Trump. No. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Several posts on Twitter saying that he endorsed Trump. I did too, but I, I listened to the actual speech that he gave. Okay. Okay. And he said that he took a oath to endorse the Republican nominee. Okay. Oh, look at that. Fact check. Charlie coming in on a Monday. That's right. I like it. All right, anyhow. I read a little Twitter this weekend. He's out of there. He's gone. In between packing boxes, you had time to scroll some some Twitter, I huh? sure did. Nice. Uh, he's out of there, which is, you know, he's a he's been a decent governor on some things. He's kind of a weird guy. Um, ever since I saw he's the home... He's been a bad governor on some things? He has also been bad. We've we've uh, criticized him on several things, especially we we went out there on the ledge and uh, critiqued what he did with Disney there in Florida because we weren't big fans of that. He seems like kind of a weird dude who wears hidden high heels to make himself taller and grinds his teeth in a really weird fashion and kind of looks like Homelander from The Boys. And and so I think that <laughs> is all those things combined together is what took him down. He's just kind of a, kind of a strange no, dude. No, Gavin Newsom looks like Homelander. <laughs> Gavin Newsom has the, uh, like the aura of Homelander. Yeah. But I, I mean, you look at their faces, you, you put them side by side, Sanctimonious and Homelander, uh, some pretty good shots out mm. there I've seen. They're probably all AI generated. I don't know. So anyhow, he's out of the race. And uh, now it's just going to be between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. She said it, that it was a two-person race. <laughs> she was she was right. into existence. Look at that. Woman power. Yeah. I mean, after Iowa, she said it's a two-person race, even though Ron... Came in second in Iowa, and she came in third. I also saw where Ron said that he would for sure continue his presidential campaign till the end of March. Mm. And uh, that didn't happen. That either. didn't happen. Mm-mm. That he, was on a podcast two two days before he announced the end of his campaign. Well, he probably got some more donations probably, when he said that. He's probably going to focus on being governor again, I bet. I, which I, I think is fine. 
And maybe it'll be his. Do you think he's going to be vice president? No. 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 I don't Me think either. So. I don't see it happening. Mm-mm. I really don't. Uh, the next thing, let's talk about Trump for a minute. I think Trump's probably going to be the nominee. We'll look at something that he said recently, speaking in New Hampshire, that got a nice community note on it. Uh, actually, we could watch the video and just listen to what he had to say about tariffs. You know, tariffs? Mm, That's yeah. how you punish other countries. You get Mexico to pay for the wall. You know, you get China to pay for their cheap goods and stuff. And uh, it's just a great way to be. I took on communist China like no administration in history, bringing in hundreds of billions of dollars pouring right into our treasury when no other president in all of these years had ever gotten 10 cents, not not 10 cents came into our country from China. And I took... I don't know. I'm going to need a fact check on the 10 cent thing. Oh, good thing the the readers left a community note. Yes, it is a good thing. That's, yeah. man, I just love me some community notes, you know. Uh, community notes said, the claim that Trump brought in hundreds of billions of dollars from China is false. The tariffs that he is referring to are almost entirely paid by American consumers, not China. They amount to a large tax increase. Hmm. Look at that. That is true. Education coming from community notes. Fact check, true. In fact, when you put tariffs on Chinese goods, no, I mean, you think about it for two seconds. China doesn't pay the tariff. It's the people that are buying the stuff from China that pay the tariff. That's how a tariff works. Mm -hmm. Okay. So no, they didn't pay it. Americans paid those tariffs that you were putting on Chinese goods. In fact, it actually caused some companies to move all their manufacturing overseas to China. I was reading about that because they would order components from China and assemble them here. It was actually cheaper just to have everything assembled in China and then ship them over from there for some of these companies. So I read an article in um, NPR about that. They're also critiquing Biden because Biden has kept these tariffs going as well. And it's, it's just a tax. NPR is critiquing Biden? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was actually from, from last year sometime. Uh, but uh, plenty of articles talking about how the tariffs, the cost of the tariffs actually uh, are borne by the American people. Now, who would have predicted that? I don't, there's not a single economic theory out there that says this would actually just cause uh, prices for Americans. And there's to go not up. a podcast bringing it to you. Not a single one. There's not an economic ideology. There's not a political party out there. Do you think how many people would have told realize you how, how sarcastic we actually are? <laughs> If it's your first time listening, I bet some people are like, wait, yeah, there are. Yeah. Just search tariff in our episodes. Yeah. We'll, we've talked about it multiple times. <laughs> oh, God. Um, who pays the cost of the tariffs? Several Back studies. when John was on the show, even. Yeah, we talked about tariffs like one of our first episodes. Yeah. Because John was building a house. Our friend John was building the house and the price of his house went up uh, maybe roughly 30% just in tariffs overall. I that, mean, you got... That China was paying, though, right? Well, China paid the tariffs, <laughs> so it didn't affect him any. And no, he was, uh, he was getting solar panels, the windows and stuff, and then even wood. Even wood, you know, we had tariffs on Canadian wood. Mm-hmm. And so everything got more expensive for people here in the United States if you're still going to buy from these other countries. Or you could buy from American manufacturers that are just more expensive. Yeah. No matter what. They were still more expensive. You pay higher they're... prices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works, okay? Who pays the cost of the tariffs? Several studies have examined the cost of the Section 301 tariffs. For example, these economists 
showed that by the end of the first year that the tariffs were in place, U.S. real income declined by $1.4 billion per month. More recently, trade analysts, uh, these people's names from the American Action Forum, found that U.S. consumers largely bore the brunt of the tariffs, paying a total of $48 billion with half of this figure paid by U.S. firms that rely on intermediate inputs from China. A recent report by the U.S. International Trade Commission agreed that the cost of tariffs was passed through to U.S. importers. Uh, back in 2019, President Biden agreed, stating Trump doesn't get the basics. He thinks his tariffs are paid for by China. Any beginning econ student at Iowa or Iowa State could tell you the American people are paying his tariffs. But he, he, kept, he kept the tariffs. Well, yeah, because now that the government has those that money coming yeah. in. And also it would be bad politically for him to come in with all of the hubbub around Hunter and China mm. and all that stuff. And he comes in and takes away the China tariffs. Republicans who claim to know things about economics would say that he was just trying to help China when he did that because people don't actually have any principles yeah. when, it, when it comes down to it, unfortunately. Um, okay, one other thing, speaking of people not having principles... Donald Trump posted out on Instagram uh, critiquing Nikki Haley because Nikki Haley, get this, Charlie, she thinks that we need to reform our entitlement system before it all goes bankrupt. Kind of. I mean, she clarified. She, well, she contradicted herself, but she tried to clarify in a town hall that I watched. Yeah. The well, the, the clarification is when you say, do you want to reform it? You're saying that like, oh, you're going to take away money from people who are retiring right now. But she only That's wanted not... to raise it for young people. Yes. And she didn't give an age. She, she did say that the retirement age needs to be raised for young people. She has thrown out, I think, people the age of her kids, like in their 20s and stuff or however old they are, that they need to be on a different system, that they need to be able to opt out or just plan on not getting yeah. as much money and not depending on Social this, Security for retirement. The current pyramid's about to peak. It's yeah. it's there. Um, it actually, uh, if you look at this, we're a little bit past what the peak is. Uh, around 2034, this right here says the uh, U.S. trust fund assets reserves as a percent of those trust fund, those uh, annual costs uh, for these programs. I and like how in, they still call it a trust fund, even though they take <laughs> money out of it all the time. Yeah. They put it, there's an IOU in there, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to lose that IOU. It's a pretty big one. Well, do you think the lock for this lockbox is encrypted? It could, someone could have broken the password on it mm. actually, you know? Yeah. Or they found the keys to it. Anyway, they're saying by 2034, we get down to no trust fund assets uh, for these, uh, for Medicare and social security. The point is what's annoying to me um, we have to do something about social security and, and Medicare. Like we're gonna, we're gonna be forced into it. And essentially everyone has decided that we're just going to wait until we're forced into it. And because no one wants to be the person who goes out there and leads the charge to fix it because well, you lose votes, they'll lose their job. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, do you blame the politicians or do you blame the people? Like, why is it that they know if they go out there and say that they're going to, fix social security by uh, letting people opt out and, and phasing this out like in 20 or 30 years that they'll end up losing their job if they do this. So is it the politician's fault for not stepping out or is it the people who act like they care about our fiscal cliff, but it seems like they actually don't when it comes to things that they care about? I mean, is it the people's fault or the politicians? You know, maybe AOC wasn't wrong. 
saying that we only had about 10 years. She was just thinking climate change. Yeah, she got the cause wrong. But really, mm-hmm. it's the fiscal Im- Im- implosion mm-hmm. of the United States. And by default, therefore, we couldn't afford climate change. That's true. I think that's maybe where she was going with it. She just stuck with the climate change part. I guess And so. forgot that we yeah. won't be able to afford all the things we need to do for climate change. And that's why, I mean, everything's going to happen at once mm-hmm. in 2034. All of it. No money, volcano explosions, and mm-hmm. humans breathing. Yeah. Scariest environment imaginable. Yeah. The world's going to crumble in <laughs> itself. It'll be much like that Titanic submarine. You know? Yeah. Just going to... Right. Gone. Right into space. Imploded. Yeah. Yep. The earth is going to suck in on itself. <laughs> That's how we all die. Okay. Yeah. My serious point here is that I find it super annoying that all of these uh, MAGA conservative people who will critique everything that the Democrats uh, or people on the left will do in their spending will still completely deny the fact that this is a program that has to get fixed. And if we don't fix Social Security and Medicare, basically nothing else we do matters. Like all the other discretionary spending stuff that we tinker around with, it does nothing. You know, we'll have fights hey, over $20 billion. What if we just print more money? That's, that's <laughs> what we're going to end up doing. That's the issue. I mean, you're talking in, well, in a Well, you few know, years. all these modern monetary theories. Why are you listening to the old guard? mm the new modern monetary theorists, they I have the you. modern theory. They all say printing money's fine. I guess. I mean, we didn't have any inflation over the last few years, so everything ended up fine. Yeah. We're all still living, you know? Eggs are $5 a dozen now, but who cares? Yeah. yeah. All right. What were they, 38 cents in 2019? <laughs> what did eggs go to, by the way? They were like two fifty now? Weren't they like 38 cents? 40 cents, maybe? Oh, I don't know what eggs went to. I don't know. They got super expensive there for a bit. I think they were like cheap there for a bit. They got great. They got to where you couldn't even buy them there for a little while for for like six months or so. People were hoarding eggs. eggs. Got bad. No, they just the prices went up during the inflation oh, thing. Okay. There was a supply problem with uh with eggs. All the chickens were on strike. It was a general mm. chicken strike uh, with eggs. We can read about that some other time. So, um, so Nikki Haley, here's let me th- actually. Try to seriously post something to you here for a minute. I saw this too. Um, oh yeah, this video is funny too. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Poor it, Nikki. We hate Nikki Haley, right? I mean, more than we hate Trump, probably. Yeah. That's probably based on the fact that she would be fine starting tons of wars and being involved in whatever conflict yeah. we could be involved in. Yeah, she's for sure a neocon. Let me pose this question to you, a hypothetical scenario. And she's a woman. Let me, well, that's the other reason. Let me pose a hypothetical scenario to you. Um, what do we on this podcast say is the most important? Economics. More than, more than war? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Economics kills more people than war, doesn't it? Probably. Yeah. I know that this would never happen. I'm just trying to, cause I'm just telling you where my brain goes. You got one candidate who might bomb as many places as we're bombing right now. Um, But let's say that she was actually able to get some type of entitlement reform. That wouldn't happen because it doesn't matter. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. Okay, but let's say it would. What if Nikki Haley got in there and actually reformed Social Security in a way that we had a plan where people could opt out 
uh, or you keep this whole thing going without raising taxes, which is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to raise the FICA taxes to keep this stuff going. But what if you actually had a phase out plan and she brought this into existence and we finally had an opt out on social security where people could keep more of their own money and create their own retirements, you know, without the government taking all this money from you. Um, would that be, would that be important to you? It would, but she wouldn't, here's, she wouldn't be able to do it because of the wars that she would start. We, she would need, we need the money. to pay for those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she would get to it in her, in her next term. I bet. Yeah. You know, you have to reelect her to get those entitlements under. I just had this weird thought over the weekend where I was like, what if she actually did reform social security and Medicare in a way that didn't raise taxes, but we actually phased it out. Like that's actually more important to me than all the other stuff. Because that's the actual physical cl physical cliff that we're going to hit. But if she would actually do it. But then the, the thing. thing is, she wouldn't do it, you know, uh, so. Well, she would say that she would have to do it in her next term. <laughs> in her second term, yeah. Yes. You wouldn't, didn't have the votes to do it in the first term. That way she would get reelected. She also wouldn't be able to do it because she's a brown girl. And, and girl. And she's, she's brown, brown and, and a girl. And a girl at the same time. So she just. Not that we know what a girl is. No, we don't know that. But. All right. Let's, the, here's the let's thing. Watch this video. She's been discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been protested and demonstrated against. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Exactly. Okay, let's watch this video that is definitely a true story and not made up at all. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by... I really wish the two girls interviewing her were black, by the way. That would have been <laughs> so much funnier when they yeah. zoomed out just then. Also, what's this guy doing on the computer back there? Uh, but he's real busy. My <laughs> dirty cop. How I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place, source of pride, saying that I had white friends as a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black. Because now, what beauty pageant is this, by the way? The <clears throat> <laughs> it was a non-Indian beauty pageant. I want to know what the beauty pageant is, where yeah. they were like, well, we can't put you with the whites. And we can't put you with the blacks. And then you're talking like, what is this? And the, you're the, the only red. This is in the 80s or something like that, maybe. And you're like, well, she doesn't fit. She doesn't fit with the whites or the blacks. So we're just, we can't allow her to be in this beauty pageant. No. There's just no way. <laughs> Come on. Is this a real thing? It can't yeah. be a real thing. Because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate, and I always will. If I didn't mention slavery on that day, it's because that's an automatic. There's always been, the Civil War's always been known about slavery. Okay, now they're talking about her answer when whether or not the Civil War was about slavery. Oh... Hmm. And so she, she would definitely pass entitlement reform. She definitely would. Yeah. I believe her. Yeah. I believe Everything in Nikki. she says. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I mean, ask, she's not doing anything different than any other politician. They all lie. I mean, to have a, in the, in the years that we've just gone through, to have a Republican, almost front runner, not front runner, but a Republican woman up there that just is consistently playing the race and the gender card all the time is more annoying than anything Donald Trump says, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't care because I'm not going to vote for any of them. But I find it to be very annoying. And the idea that she thinks that this is going to play with Republican voters doesn't make any sense. So then I'm asking, well, what voters is she trying to play to right now? And I guess it's probably women. I guess it's probably minorities, but it's probably a lot of independents and maybe some Democrats that are definitely not going to vote for Biden. I've heard a lot that she's actually like a Democrat plant, you know, mm. that that's their plan to try and take out Trump. Are they funding her campaign? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they are funding other Republican campaigns? Yeah. Um, I want to talk, to, I want to take a detour here. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm going to tell you my new theory. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready for my new theory? Yes. So the no labels party, which doesn't have a label, just so you know, mm. uh, they are alleging a criminal conspiracy against the 2024 presidential effort. So they're trying to get on the ballot in all 50 states. Um, I don't know how you're going to label them. They don't have any labels, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's going to be no labels party out there and they can't get on the ballot. Well, they're saying that this is actually a criminal conspiracy to block people from having choices. Now, as a libertarian, kind of agree. Problem is we have a name. Yeah. That we, party there's has a, a label. Name. You got to not have a label. That's right. There's actually an article here in the show notes about this. A uh, few articles down. No labels alleges criminal conspiracy. You can read it if you want, if you've got that up. Um, the problem is I haven't seen the show notes. <laughs> we haven't used the show notes in thing in a while. <laughs> months. <laughs> All right. No Labels, the nonpartisan group preparing to run a third-party presidential ticket, has asked the Dem Department of Justice to investigate whether Democratic and Republican strategists are engaged in an unlawful conspiracy to subvert Americans' voting rights. The organization, which has come under intense criticism for cent uh, from centrist Democrats and never-Trump Republicans, is opening up a new legal front to make its broader political point that voters deserve better, uh, deserve better, a better alternative to Biden-Trump rematch. All we are doing is offering a choice, said Ryan Clancy, the chief strategist for No Labels. Don't put a label on him. It's the No Face Girl. Mm -mm. There's a clear and coordinated effort that we have reported to the Department of Justice to undermine people's choices in this election. Yeah. Mm. You would say the Democrat and the Republican Party have made a clear effort. They have banded to together. To make it impossible <laughs> yeah. to get people on the ballot. This could actually be a really, if, if they were to get some type of a law change with this, it could be pretty beneficial to not just them, but also the Libertarian Party or whoever else that's trying to get on the ballot in all 50 states. So that could be pretty cool. They're alleging that there's a fundamental distinction between political criticism of candidates, which is allowed, and working to prevent a political party from gaining ballot access. These groups are using intimidation to keep groups off the ballot, said former North Carolina Republican Governor Pat McCrory, the No Labels co-chair. This is not just an attack on a candidate, but on the right of the American people and our democracy. Well, any attack on our democracy uh, we cannot can't, have. We can't have. This is an insurrection. Since last spring, No Labels has been making moves to get ballot access in all 50 states to run a bipartisan ticket. Good luck in Tennessee. 
Those efforts have been met with alarm by operatives in both parties, but the White House has largely stayed out of the fight. Critics argue that a no-labels bid can result in only one outcome, the restoration of former President Trump to the White House. We can't have that happening. Well, that shouldn't matter. If you're talking about ballot access, you know, it it shouldn't really matter that if you let this party get on the ballot, that could end up with someone you don't like becoming the president. (laughs) That surely can't be an argument. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to hold up. That means it greatly <laughs> reduces the other one of the party's chances for winning. Yeah. And when you introduce more people. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. In, addition, in addition to the media interviews and negative tweets, there have been billboards driving around Georgetown questioning the f- financial motives of the No Labels CEO, Nancy Jacobson. No Labels claims that efforts like that are not protected by the First Amendment because they amount to voter intimidation. I actually don't agree with this case yeah. really at all. I'd... I think they can put up whatever billboards they want, but. Uh, so skipping down a little bit, no labels canceled plans for its convention in Dallas, but has not announced how it plans to select its ticket. The group has also not definitively said, well, it w- that it would field a ticket, but with Trump's victory in Iowa and Biden cruising to the democratic nomination, the group seems likely to move forward with their plans. Former Senator Joe Lieberman uh, heaped praise over the former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley, saying Governor Haley deserves serious consideration. Uh, we're not, we are talking to a lot of people in both parties. None of them have said no, and none of them have said yes. So the question is, is Nikki Haley going to be the no labels candidate? Hmm. That's what I want to know. Because... If, if uh, to steal votes <clears throat> from Trump, mm-hmm. to, so the, so Joe Biden wins again. Yeah. If, if the theory by a lot of people is that she's actually a Democrat plant, a Democrat funded operative to try and prevent Trump from winning, um, that could actually work out pretty well because she would get a lot of the, she would get never Trump people who weren't going to vote for Trump anyway. Maybe they were going to vote for Biden against them, but maybe they vote for Haley. She'd get a lot of independence. Um, she actually does really well against Biden, by the way. Um, this is for independence, likely voters. Uh, Haley fares best against Biden as Republican contenders hold national leads. Uh, Haley with independence gets 59% to 38% when put up against Biden. Uh, for not just independence, but for everyone, Trump is nationally winning 50% to 48%, which is a statistical tie. The margin of error is 3.1 points. So statistical tie there. Uh, When it comes to Nikki Haley, nationally for all likely voters, she's winning 53% to 45% against Biden currently right now. I actually think that if she were the run on the no labels ticket, this could, uh, this could put Biden back in, back in office. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I really do. Therefore, I don't think we should allow them ballot access. Well, how do you feel? (laughs) I feel like this is the plan. Hmm. I feel like it's the third party run for Nikki Haley because at this point, I mean, she knows she's not going to win the nomination over Trump. So what is she doing? So will RFK Jr. be on the ballot in all 50 states as an independent? I don't think he's going to be on in all 50. I heard him ask that question recently and, you know, he's having the same issue that, that everyone does trying to get ballot access everywhere. So we'll see. Hmm. I know in, I guess in Tennessee, independents are easier to put on the ballot because the Libertarian Party pulled that protest thing, you know, a couple of years ago or when it, in 2020 uh, by putting 20 or 30 candidates on there. 
for for governor as independents. So I guess it's much easier there. But you I don't know. Need, I guess you only need <clears throat> twenty five signatures. I guess as an it's the same as the Republican and Democrat and hmm. in, uh, in Tennessee. But I don't know what the other states are. So anyhow, this is my new theory, right here. It's the third party brown horse. Nikki Haley coming. I was going to say dark horse, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> so yeah, coming in there, maybe uh, taking votes away from Trump. We'll see. Well, it, you know who should run the country? A Native American. They should. Yeah. Well, so Elizabeth Warren should run. They're, they're native. That's true. I'm just saying they're, yeah, that might be a good thing <laughs> for America. That's all I got today, to man. to have a native American. We got, we got out of here just in time for your, for your hard stop. That's yep. a lot of conspiracy today. I got so much conspiracy right now, is man. Con, is it conspiracy Mondays? I both think that Nikki Haley is going to be third party and that Joe Biden's not even going to be on the ballot at the same time. It's just a way for the Democrats to win. Yeah. And not think, really just the Democrats. It's the way for the deep state to win. It's the way for the administrative state to win. Yeah. I do think they're going to pull out everything they possibly can to keep Trump from winning. I, I agree. And possible jail. If that would work. But he we'll can still see. win from jail. I don't know. I don't know what you do. This is going to be a fun. I told you it's going to be a fun year. You would think that the going to jail would knock him out of it, but I I said I wouldn't vote for him, but I will vote for him if he's in jail because I've never had that opportunity before. <laughs> and I've always wanted to, that's on a, a bucket list thing. So to vote for a candidate in yeah, jail. I'm going to vote for a presidential candidate yeah. that's in jail. You heard it here first. If you yeah. want to get Nate's vote, <laughs> go to jail. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Go to goodmorninglibrity.us or any of the links in the show notes. Uh, support the sponsors of this show because uh, that's how we keep it going. And you can help us. That's how we keep the lights on. helping them. We can turn the lights down today because yeah, people haven't been going enough to the sponsors' pages. So go yeah. back so we can hit the other switches here. That's right. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, share the show. Leave us a rating and review. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.